Welcome to the Women Defining Real Estate, a show dedicated to those driven to succeed. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to create the business and life you love. Host Luna and guests share their insight and personal stories, giving you confidence to create and accomplish your own success. Go grab your favorite cocktail or a cup of tea as you listen to topics that will empower, educate, and spark that change because the world awaits. And now here's your host, Luna. Welcome to the show, Women (laughs) Defining Real Estate. And I can't wait until everyone shares, here's your story. So let's get right in. Tell us about you and what's going on with your business and in your market. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am excited to be here and to um, share a little bit about my story, a little bit about my world in real estate. So my name is Kay Reddy. I am here in the wonderful state of Michigan. So I'm about, let's see, 20 minutes south of Detroit is, is where I reside and kind of where I work. I've been in real estate now since 2012. And so I pretty much handle the residential side of real estate. And I've been a real estate broker for about two and a half years. And I've just recently taken on a position as the state broker with Fathom Realty. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. And so in addition to all of that that's going on. I do have involvement with Bridging the Gaps Community and Family Development Center, which is a nonprofit organization. So I do that. I'm also heavily into ministry. So I have a busy world. Oh, that's amazing. You have what we were talking about it off camera. You have that big care gene where you really try to help your community and those around you, which is really, really amazing. And with how busy we are, it can be really challenging to manage it all. Like, tell me a little bit about, well, how is the market where you're at? Let's start with with the business. How have you been, what have you been experiencing in your market in Michigan? Oh my goodness. (laughs) The market is super busy as far as sellers go. So it's definitely a seller's market here. I mean, the houses are not lasting on the market, not even in most cases, not even seven days. So just with there being so many buyers and just not enough houses listed on the market, it's definitely have created a bidding war. So just, you know, kind of pushing through that and being really creative if we're working with buyers, just kind of working through that process. But I have noticed in the last couple of weeks that because of the weather is getting warmer. So we are seeing a few more houses get on the market, but nearly not as many as we need. So I'm hoping as the you know summer is approaching that more people will begin to list their homes and it would kind of even out the market a little bit. But I think we're kind of here to stay like this for a little while. <laughs> I Well, we are. You're right. We are getting into season. So I, I think you're right. I think we'll see a slight change. But yeah, I think demand, there is a, a very big demand for purchasing right now and not too many sellers really ready to make the move to sell. Well, how did you get into the industry? What did you, did you do something before real estate? Well, before real estate, so I've always been in some sort of entrepreneurial role, but prior, like directly prior to real estate, I literally was a stay-at-home mom, minding my own business, enjoying (laughs) being a stay-at-home mom. So actually got to stay literally as a favor for a friend, something that I was not thinking about doing. And I know you're probably thinking like, well, how could you do a favor for a friend to be in real estate? So a friend of mine 
they knew someone that was an actual broker for a brokerage here in Michigan. And they were just so swamped. They're like, hey, we need someone that would just be willing to go out and like do HUD inspections for the homes, just go out and make sure that, you know, the the home hasn't been vandalized, making sure that, you know, pipes haven't busted, just whatever, just going and grabbing pictures at HUD homes. And I'm like, well, I'm really kind of liking being a stay-at-home mom, but okay, sure, I could use the extra money. And so that's what I did. And after doing that for about three or four weeks, I quickly realized that that's not what I wanted to do. And so I'm like, you know, being in the office, being around, you know, the real estate world and the language and everything, I was like, you know what? I think I want to be a real estate agent. And when I thought about it, everybody's like, don't do it. Like this was in 2012. So the market was still trying to recover from when it crashed. So it just really wasn't a good time. And everybody's like, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not a good time. I'm like, you know what? I've made up my mind. I'm going to do it. I didn't even tell the broker at the time. I just went, took the class, took the test and passed. And that's how I got started. And I've been with it ever since. Oh my God. That's, that's incredible. So I kind of just like organically found you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think, what is your favorite part about the industry so far? So you've kind of seen, you've seen a few different shifts in the market. And so what do you think is your favorite thing about the industry that has kept you in for like, it, it kind of interested you, but you've stayed. There's some people that t- test the waters and jump ship. Mm -hmm. This isn't for me. So what do you think kind of kept you kept you in the industry? I think for me, it's like being able to help my clients. I think that literally, I know that that has really kept me in this industry, because I'm telling you, there's been many times that I'm like, you know what, I am done with this. I am not doing this anymore. But it's like, for me, what I found out is that real estate is literally part of my ministry. And so to be able to help people, because what I found as being in real estate, I'm more than just a real estate broker. I found myself being a counselor. I found myself being a coach. I found myself being a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on. I've been to involved with baby showers. I've been to funerals, you know, with my clients. I've, you know, been invited to dinner. And so it's the relationships that I've been able to build and to be a part of someone else's life, not necessarily for me, it's not just a transaction. It's not just I'm selling you a house and it's done, but I've literally have developed some phenomenal relationships. And that is what keeps me going in real estate. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's incredible. Because it that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize. I, I get invited to graduation parties and to business openings, which is probably my favorite thing to do. And, you know, things went, especially when they first launched and I helped put them there because I do a lot of commercial transactions. And it is one of my favorite things I think to do is to see my clients launching their business. And then, you know, years later, call me and say, hey, I actually need more space. Like, yeah, that's one of my favorite conversations. And also, you know, when I started to really, and I started to just do this a couple of years back when I started to really like open up and it seems like you learned early on opening up and building the relationship was really important. I have been in commercial real estate since 2014. So it's very black and white. And I was always told to, to keep it very business, very black and white, you know, nothing in between. A couple of years back, I said, this is, I was starting to feel like unfulfilled, like burnt out. 
And I thought it was the job. And what I was realizing is I had to fit in a box and hold myself back. And when I said, I'm not doing this anymore, like I just don't want to do this anymore. If if I'm going to keep continue, this is my business. This is my life. If I'm going to continue to work this way, I'm going to work it my way. And I doubled my business when I started doing that. And now I have clients who call me for, because I I like to cook. So they'll call me for recipes. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll call me. I love to shop, forget it. So they'll call me like even to do like some styling recommendations. Like, hey, you know, I thought of you because I remember I saw something similar on you. What, you know, what do you think about this or that? And and those are the best phone calls. Like those phone calls Mm -hmm. make all of the stress worth it because they they can call anyone but they call you for for something like that it makes you feel like you really are making some kind of impact in 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 people's lives so Mm -hmm. it definitely makes it makes it feel a little bit more fulfilling so I definitely agree with you that a lot of people don't realize that it's not just the one transaction it's an ongoing relationship that you usually maintain with these people as your clients become like part of your inner circle. So no, absolutely. I would like to know about your your community involvement and how you even find the time because you are you're a mom, you're 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 doing you're also active in real so where do you even find the time to balance that all in? Oh I know right like if I just need to add more things to my plate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's it's sometimes it can feel a little bit overwhelming. But because I enjoy what I do, I think that helps out a lot. So with the community involvement, it's I help where I can. So I do, you know, try to make the time and fit the time in. But I think what really attracted me to even get involved with Bridging the Gaps is because of their mission, because of what it is that that they're doing. Because I've always been the type of person that I love to help in any kind of way I can. I like to provide help for people because I can remember a time when, you know, my family needed help when we, you know, were just in a place of transition and we didn't have. And so if there's any way that I can give back, because now I'm in a different position, I always make the time to do that. And so with Bridging the Gaps, because it is an organization that literally believes in bridging the gaps between families to take families from where they are to where they need to be. And I'm like, man, like I really can relate to this. And so just getting involved. So a couple of things that that we do, we, you know, help out in the community as far as, you know, giving out food. So we've been able to help thousands of families over the course of a year, just, you know, giving out free food on Wednesdays. So if my schedule permit, you know, I'll go and I'll help and I'll do that. We do things like helping sponsor families for like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So definitely just call that time. So I think it just goes to being a little bit more organized and just making the time and just putting it in there, whether it's an hour a week or wherever, if it you know means giving a donation to help a family, wherever I can help. But yeah, I do make the time for it. I'm glad that you mentioned that because if you make the time for it, it, it make it, put it into your schedule, you can make mm-hmm. it. There's a lot of us that, oh, I just don't have the time, you know? And if you make it a priority and try to find the time, it you the time is there. Whether it's to it, maybe not every Wednesday, like you said, you go every right. Wednesday and you take the kids too, right? Don't you take your kids too? 
which I think is yeah like so my children like I don't have like babies but so like my youngest is 21 and well he'll be 21 in in about two months and my oldest is 30 so I have babies but it is refreshing to know that like my whole family is you know involved in and they give back but I also found that as far as like timing goes because my heart is there so it makes it easy for me to fit it into my schedule. That's, I think that's incredible that you got the children involved too. Cause not, there's something that you can do and you're like, I, I believe in this, but to have, to have the kids also come on with you, that says a lot about, about you and your family, which I think is very, very, very beautiful. And it's very inspiring to have that worked into you. Cause you have, you've worked to kind of almost threaded it in between, you know, intertwined it with your business, which is really, really really commendable. I really, I really can't say how proud I am of you that you were, you're doing that and that you included your family in that. That's beautiful. I really, I'm so glad that we were able to share that because there's so many people that were really badly impacted last year. I know. Oh yeah. I I have multifamilies that I manage because I also have a management firm and I, I hear the stories firsthand and it's, it is hard for a lot of people. And you know, and there's still some people still kind of trying to put things together after everything kind of crumbled last year. The good thing is that we're seeing a lot more movement on. I can tell you on my commercial side, the last two weeks, and I just talked to a colleague just in the last two weeks, I've had so many people wanting to get back into the office or open new locations. So mm-hmm. we are seeing an increase in things. And I think we are going to see a turnaround for the positive. So. It's very, very, the light is coming. It's slow. It's slowly recovering. It's not recovering as fast as we would all like, but I am seeing a lot more people go back into the office. I'm seeing a lot less people reach out for subleasing. Last year, everything that kept me busy was subleasing. Everybody wanted to sublease their office spaces. And this year you're seeing a lot more people really going back to the office, especially now we are at the time of recording this, we're in May. So I really see towards fourth quarter or, you know, things even picking up a little faster as we see things, you know, the confidence come back in businesses, in business owners and in investors, because th- that's kind of what's been keeping the market kind of afloat, at least on, on, in, um, on the commercial side. No, absolutely. I think so. What do you think motivates you keep all of this going because it, it it is a lot that we handle in real estate. What do you think keeps you like I think it's the I think I know what it is. I think it's that care gene. But I wanted to hear it from you. What do you think keeps you going? Cause it's there's days where it's it's a roller coaster. Oh yeah. <laughs> where you're like you can't even sleep because you're like your like your whole body has just been through it that day. What do you say to someone that uh, how do you that is going through that now in real estate and maybe wants to like give up? Because I've met many where they're like, I'm done. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah. And I think because like I said before, I've come to that place a lot of times. But then I have to sit back and say, okay, why are you doing this? Like, what? that's, that's the question I ask myself. Like, why are you doing this? Like, and, and it, when I realize my why is because I do, I genuinely get I get so excited, like when I'm able to help someone. And so like, I've been deemed as the real estate agent that handles the hard cases. <laughs> and so for that's me, quite that's a badge of honor. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so for me, sometimes that can get like, I'd be like, oh my God, like I can't do this anymore. Like what the heck is going on? But at the end of the day, it's like, why? It's like, hey, why are you doing this? And I'm doing this because for one, I, I genuinely love what I do. And it's that I can always see that face at closing. And a lot of times when I say that, people are like, well, yeah, you're getting paid. But yeah, I am. But it's that looking into their, like looking at their face at closing. When I'm sitting there and the client in the beginning didn't even think that they could buy a house or they had all these obstacles come up and we had been able to overcome every obstacle that we were able to take every roadblock and use it as a stepping stone to get us there. And then when we get there, the excitement that's on their face, I'm like, like, this is why I do what I do. Like, this is why I am here. I am here. I am placed in people's lives for a a reason. And so that I think keeps me motivated because I'm telling you, there are times like I am sometimes literally crying, like to my husband, like, I'm just not like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And then I'd be like, you know what? pull yourself together. Like it's not even about me. And so once I realized that it's not about me and that I am here for a divine purpose and a divine reason, I know that I have an assignment to accomplish. And that's what keeps me motivated. You said that so beautifully. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. That is so well said. And I know it's going to reach someone and really really spark something. So I'm so glad that you, I'm glad I asked the question and I'm, I think you answered that so beautifully and it's true. It's, it really, I'm, I, and I'm glad you mentioned the why, because a lot of times, like when I look to a new agent that I'm hiring, I ask them their why, because there's a reason why there's in my market, there's like a little over 65,000 agents and only about half of them are active. Uh Like you may have quite a few people that have their license or are active, but not everybody is really performing in real estate. Uh And I think the reason why, why that is, is because this is not for everybody. This is what a lot of people don't understand about 20% of our job is showing the homes. Uh I don't think people really understand that that like showing properties, like 20% of my job is actually showing the properties. The rest is the research, the presentation, the, you know, the lead gen, the phone calls, the, the facilitating, you know, all of those things are really a big part of what we do. It, and I think people come in here thinking that into the industry thinking I'm going to go show pretty homes. Like, I think they watch too much million dollar listing. I think so. Like I'm like, it's like HGTV with the flicks or fix or flop. I think it's called. No, it's not always that simple. They, they, some of, they do show some of it, but there's a lot that goes into real estate and there's a lot that goes into the business. And we, I don't think, I think, I think what, one of the things that I've noticed is realtors are put into like a category and then entrepreneurs are put into another when we're actually one in the same. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, really think, and even some realtors that you say, you know, you're an entrepreneur. No, I'm not. I'm a realtor. It's like, what? You have your own business. Like you, you're, you're an independent contractor. Like what don't you understand that you have your own business that you're running, but I work under a broker. Yes. 
it's your business. It's your brand. It's your business. And I think that's the biggest thing that I try to teach my agents when I am coaching them. Cause we have weekly calls and we, and I, depending on the agent, I have like a whole orientation and onboarding that I go through. And I think it's really important to have them understand that this is a business that they're getting into and everything that comes with it. Even if it scares them a little bit in the beginning, I'd rather them be a little afraid than say, I didn't, I didn't know that, or I didn't understand. Absolutely. Because there's so much in the industry that goes beyond, I, you get a phone call from so-and-so and, hey, I'm ready to see this house. There's so much more to it. So much more to it. So I think, I think that's one of the, the gaps, like the knowledge gaps in the industry that a lot of people don't seem to really understand. And a lot of people think right off the bat, well, I'm going to sell a million dollar home. I'm, I'm into the million dollar homes. That's all I sell. Have you sold anything yet? No, not yet, but I will. It's going to be a million dollars. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not doable. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying it's, it's a difficult market to tap into and it does require time and money. Those type of homes Mm -hmm. require a whole different kind of marketing strategy. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. You're not, you're, I mean, you're spending quite a bit of money marketing those homes than you would on, on a different kind of home. Not that you don't, spend money no matter what, but you spend a little bit more money on a home that's a million million dollars plus. Just the pictures alone on the square footage. Yeah. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Even the pictures alone will cost you more than a regular three, four bedroom home. Oh yes. Yeah. Because the the amount of time, you know, that you, the, the photographer spends in the home and the exterior pictures and the aerial pictures, like those are all different. That's that's a whole different ballgame. But I have enjoyed our chit chat so much. Is there anything else that you would like to let listeners know that you either something that you think is a challenge that you've overcome that you'd like to share or just a little bit of advice that you think has helped you? I think you you gave us you gave us a lot, which I'm so excited that you shared. And I can't thank you enough for taking the time because I know like we're we're both active. So Taking the time, yeah, taking the time of our, out of our business to to be here, you know, it's challenging right now with everything that's going on. So I can't thank you enough for coming on. But if there's anything else you you want to let the listeners know, I, I'm sure they'd be happy to hear because you've been giving us a lot of inspirational, empowering information. Nope. I just, again, I want to thank you for allowing me to come on your show. I consider oh. it an honor to even be interviewed by you. So I don't take that for granted and I don't take it lightly. So I definitely want to say thank you. And to the listeners that are out there that may be in real estate and you may be at the point, like your breaking point, I would just say to you to just go back, take a breath. It's okay. Sometimes we have to take a step back so that we can take a few more steps forward. But I would say, just take a step back and just really assess why you are here and know that there is more value on the inside of you than you believe. You just have to tap into it and you just have to move forward. So I wish all of your listeners much success. Mm -hmm. And I hope that something that I said on today have sparked them or reignited the flame on the inside of them that would allow them to continue to move forward. Thank you. That was beautiful. I think sometimes what we lack, and I think this is, I feel like it's, it's also 
something that we as women do, we, we forget that we have to fill our own cups. Yes. Because if we're not, if we're not doing that, we don't have anything to give. And I learned that really the hard way. That mm-hmm. I wasn't really taking care of me or worrying about me or really anyone in in my family or any. I, it was kind of like business first, everybody else go with the flow because that, mm-hmm. that's the way the business is. And when I learned, what am I doing? This is this is not the way business goes. And I shifted that. I felt the difference and I felt the difference in me and I felt the difference in my kids and in my family. And I think that's another important thing to mention that sometimes, like you said, take the step back, but also kind of listen. It may be something that you just need. You need to take either a little break and Mm -hmm. it's hard, but that's what your, your broker, your support system is there for. Sometimes if you let brokers know, we know, like I've, I've, I've had to do some things I mean, I'm in commercial and I've had to do some things for my residential agents that because they needed it, like they were mm-hmm. in where they were just like, I just, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm like, don't worry, I got you. And you step in as the broker and, mm-hmm. or even a, someone in the industry. And that's why it's important to network within our industry, because sometimes I have a biz bestie in the industry. And if I need something, she's down towards the South because I, I work the Tri-County area. If I need something, okay. she goes for me and I'm up here. So if she needs something up here and she can't get up here that quick, I'll go for her. And I think that's another way of kind of finding your a good solution to your business and finding kind of the balance. I can't thank you. Yes. It has been an honor to, to interview you. You have such a light. I have to tell you that I <laughs> know. I don't know if it, I hope it like transfers on audio well because it you really do have a light and I see why your clients kind of keep you in the circle because they probably need your light here and there to be able to to help them through through things. So I think that you are really you really are doing your purpose because I can see it. It's it you light up when you talk about about real estate. <laughs> you really do. So I think I definitely think you're doing you're doing the right thing. I think you're in the right industry. <laughs> Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. Please subscribe, share episodes, and leave us a review. Have a topic suggestion? Visit womendefiningrealestate.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time.